live and local across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Linda Ness. Cambridge 105 Radio. I'm delighted to be joined today by Professor Barbara Jacqueline Sahakian, who's a Professor of Clinical Neuropsychology at the University of Cambridge and author of the book Bad Moves and Sex, Lies and Brain Scans. Professor Sahakian was one of the authors of a piece published in The Conversation which caught my eye. It's titled Six Ways to Reboot Your Brain After a Hard Year of COVID-19, According to Science. And I'm keen to find out more. Thank you for joining us today, Professor Sahakian. My pleasure, Linda. The first thing that caught my eye about the article is that the top of your list is be kind and helpful. And I thought that was great and a little bit unexpected from a scientific piece. Was that something that you thought should be at the top or was it no particular order? Well, if I had to put one at the very top, I think it would be exercise, actually, which we might get around to later. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, why I put be kind and helpful first, it was because it, it is unexpected, I think, for many people. Most people think that um, the people that you're kind to are the ones that get the benefit of the kindness, but it's actually being kind activates your reward system in the brain and you actually benefit from it too. So it makes you feel happier. And when social animals people are, so when you do something altruistic, it actually benefits you as well as the other person. It's a really good way to have a sense of well-being. As, and, and when you talk to people and when they look at the brains of people, for instance, who are you know regular volunteers and work with charities and so forth, you can actually see that... Um, you know, their life satisfaction is higher mm-hmm. and depression in that group is lower. So it's a benefit to the person who's who's actually doing the act as well as the person who's receiving. I know it does make you feel a lot better, actually, when you've done something nice for somebody. You're absolutely right. But I hadn't thought about it in terms of health. You know? <laughs> and that, yeah. that's really interesting. And, and also that it has effects on the brain. You know, I, I think a lot of people don't realise that you're you're actually activating that reward system. So you're getting the pleasure derived from that, but you're also strengthening that reward system. So that's probably why you're less likely to get depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Now, you talked about exercise a moment ago, and you say that one of the best things that you can do to reboot your brain is go out and get some fresh air during a brisk walk, a run, or a cycling session. And that enhances your brain power. And again, I think we kind of tend to think in terms of, yes, it makes us feel physically better, but we, we forget about the brain a lot of the time, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And exercise is such a good all-rounder, as I call it, because not only is it great for your physical health, but it's good for your mental health, it improves your mood, it's good for your cognition, so you can think better. There's actually studies where they've looked at children and the amount of time that they've exercised, and they find improvements in their school performance, their academic performance, with, related to the amount of exercise that they do. And they've also shown that actually people who are at work and in middle age, that the exercise helps 
within the workplace to actually have a better performance and have better cognition. And that also affects your brain in a very beneficial way. So we know that you can get actually new brain cells in areas like the hippocampus, which is very important for your memory with exercise. So it's it's beneficial all around. It is a really all-rounder. And it sets you up into older age as well because you live longer if you exercise on a regular basis and there's less cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about going to the gym necessarily here, are we? We're talking, for, for those of us that are maybe not as fit, we're, we're simply talking about going out for a brisk walk and getting fresh air and just going out and having a bit of fun, really. Well, that's it exactly, Linda. I mean, it's much more important that you do things on a regular basis and that you keep up your exercise. A lot of people sort of start to do something and then they choose something that they don't really enjoy very much. It's it's important that you yeah. enjoy it. And then, you you know, that will also affect your mood and enjoyment in life. But the key thing is to keep it up regularly. So you don't want to be doing something that you really don't like. And you don't need to be you know, an Olympic contender or anything. You just need to, you know, keep it up regularly and do yeah. exercise on a daily basis. I know, it's all those gym memberships that everybody does in January, isn't it? And by March, they're all waning and you spent all that money and <laughs> you don't actually use them. And, and I think you're right, just just going out and doing something is is better. And learning something new, that's another one of your key things to do as well. I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, um, what, what happens when you learn something new is, again, you actually are generating plasticity in the brain, new, you know, making new connections in the brain. And it's also if you're relying on some of the things that you know, so perhaps you knew one instrument or you could read music and you're learning a new instrument or something like that to play, uh, musically, it means that you're activating that circuitry in the brain all the time that uh, helps you do that. So when you drive the neural circuitry in your brain, these connections that we have, you keep them active. And that means that you maintain really good cognitive health. And you can do that throughout your life with lifelong learning. We know it's so important at the younger age of the spectrum, but it's actually important all through your life. I think you're absolutely right. And I was thinking about that when I was reading through these, because one of your tips is keep socially connected. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, if you're quite elderly and you're maybe struggling at the moment because you're perhaps having to shield, but learning something new is something that everybody can do and it would keep you occupied as well. That's right. And it, it gives us what we call cognitive reserve. You build up this kind of helps you in, with resilience so that if something does happen to you, your brain is in better health through that uh, learning and through doing exercise and things like that. With this lifelong learning, you have a greater cognitive reserve, which pr is protective when things happen to you. And it's not only protective for your cognition, but interestingly, it's protective against anxiety and depression as well. Yeah, and I know I, that I'm always harping on to my mother-in-law. She's elderly and she has a tendency to sit and watch the telly, which is fine. But I keep saying to her, just get up and have a walk every time the adverts come on. You know, even if you're walking along the corridor and then back again, you're, you're still keeping moving, whereas you're not, you know, not just sitting there all the time. Absolutely. So. That's very good advice. Yeah. And, and also, you know, 
it is good to you know read a book or learn something new so that you're not just passively sitting in front of the TV but you're actually you know really learning things and driving that neural circuitry that uh, we need to keep active throughout our whole life eat well is one of the one of the things I guess that we all know that we should be doing because and it's kind of kind of common sense to a certain extent but I think important to hear it as well that we should be maintaining a healthy a healthy diet and that's good for the brain as well that's absolutely right and and we do know it and there are many people who come on the tv and tell us that we should be eating in a healthy manner but the tendency is to lapse back into a a poor way of eating and not really attending to these important functions but you know nutrition is so important and when we're thinking about children and adolescence and their development because our brains are still in development right up into late adolescence, early young adulthood. The nutrition that you take in is so important for brain growth and to make sure that you have the you know building blocks which is your diet for that good brain health so it really it really is essential and um, you know there's some great data out there too showing with large groups of people that you know if you eat your you know your good chunky cereals in the morning the the mueslis and things like that without the loaded with sugar and that sort of thing mm-hmm. that you actually have better brain volume and 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 so forth it actually affects your brain so it is important that we have a good balanced diet and it's you know got fruit vegetables cereals all those things in it and the sixth thing that you say is sleep that's what you mentioned as well sleeping properly which i think we all know that we need we need to try and do but that's particularly good for the brain as well isn't it it's essential really for good brain health because everybody knows what happens when you don't have good sleep and it's clear that when you're not sleeping well you can't really focus on anything properly in the morning you Mm -hmm. feel you know you're wandering around in a fog and you know you can't really get through the goals of that day that you want to do and we know that during sleep, you know, it removes toxins in the brain and that sort of thing. So it's, it's a very important process. And we know also that we, you know, consolidate our memories. And so if you've been learning something during the day or reading a book or doing something, doing your work, it's uh, important that you sleep so that those memories are actually stored well for the future. Well, I think that your list is a good one to consider for the start of any year. But this one in particular is special because we've all had it much tougher this year than we were expecting. Do you fear that there's going to be a fallout from those times and that you know, will suffer from mental health issues. Yes, unfortunately, I think we already have some idea about that because people are already talking about long COVID and we've already looked into some of the data that people are having these uh, mental health problems and they're different groups. I mean, there's the people who actually have the COVID-19 and may have to go into hospital and even into an intensive care unit. And they can have quite serious psychiatric symptoms and neurological symptoms. And of course, these affect the brain. But also, you can see that um, people who even have mild COVID may suffer from fatigue and other problems in the long term. So there's sort of long COVID that can occur uh, after people recover. And then I worry very much about uh, young people, the people who are missing school and missing their friends, missing their social cognition development that is so important for the future. 
interacting with our peers and getting to know how to work in groups is so important, which usually, you know, we're trained to do in schools and things like that. So that will be very difficult. And in very young children, where they may be the only child in the family, usually, as you know, there's sort of little groups put together for mums and babies and other things like that. But at these times, of course, we don't have any of that. So these uh, children won't be able to be learning the usual social interaction skills that you need uh, to build on. And these, these social interaction, the social cognition that we learn very early on, not only important for getting on with people and interacting in the workplace, but also incredibly important for building blocks for cognition, interestingly. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of things that we'll have to be concerned with in the future. But hopefully, you know, with, the, with things getting much better and people being able to start back to work and be able to go out and about and meet people and with children and, and university students being able to get back in there, things should be much better in 2021. Yeah, let's let's hope so. Well, thank you very much, Professor Barbara Sahakian, for joining us today on Cambridge 105 Radio. Thank you.